what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy John here, and today, and today only, I am going to be taking over the show. But of course, we still got your host Emilio and your co-host David here. What's up, guys? How's it going? How's it going? So, unfortunately, for our last week's question of the day, we didn't get any uh, responses. So, what we're gonna do is actually answer this question ourselves. Yeah, so um, as y'all know, the question of the day for last week's episode was if you could encounter any legend, what would it be and why? Um, David, you want to take the, yeah, the sure. floor? Absolutely. <laughs> so if I can meet any legend and why, uh, I have to go with the line. I don't know. I, I think that the concept behind the, the urban legend is actually super interesting. You know, it's one of those things where uh, if you're not of Latino culture, uh, you may have not gotten the whole, you know, scariness of it when you hear the story. But for those of you who are, you understand what it, what it is and what it means and what it symbolizes. And I think it would be interesting to, A, you know, see the, the plot point from what originally happened and, and, and kind of make my own opinion of it, too. I think it would scare me absolutely shitless. And I think I think that uh, be worth the... Uh, the meat, you know, as I come back home, you know, not like disappear. Well, now, yeah, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't that really based off a true story? It, they say true? it is. Um, the what? Isn't it based off of true events? I believe it is. I, I think it is. They say that it is, but like, also, it's like we were talking about in last week's episode that, like, as a story comes up from the origin, <clears throat> it changes. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. I think I think this one though is pretty straight to the point. You know, no matter what version of the story you hear, the plot points yeah. are still the same. Yeah, yeah. And it's something that I guess any parent can kind of connect to. You know, when you when you lose uh, a kid, you you get that that emotional feeling, and you can't control it. But I think it's it's interesting because in this story, the parent is the one that does it. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. That's how they've they've got to live with it. And I'm not gonna lie to you, I've heard. Uh, like I've, I've done, I've looked into, I've looked at YouTube videos and whatnot mm-hmm. of uh, different, like for example, it was a video of this this security guard just out doing this thing. I think it was somewhere in like, um, I think it was in San Antonio somewhere. And this dude is, you know, just being security, chilling outside. And he hears this frantic, crying, screaming, yelling. And this dude literally uh, decides to they try to investigate a little bit, but when it starts getting louder and louder and louder, this man panics and he runs away. I don't, I don't blame him. You know, I think that sheer terror would be with me too, and that's why I think that's the one I'd, I'd like to meet. What about you boys? What, uh, whatever legends do you guys like to meet? I mean, uh, I thought about it. I really did think about it, and uh, for me, I would have to say I would love to encounter a fucking werewolf. Y'all call me crazy, but like I've seen videos um, on werewolves and stuff like that. Okay. Hold, on, hold on, let me stop you there. Are we talking like Twilight werewolf, like the pussy werewolves, or are we talking like legit fucking underworld Kate Beckinsale, my wife werewolf? I'm talking that kind of where underworld werewolf, like vicious, scary, muscular beast. Like wolves are just sick in general. Like I think wolves are just super cool. So I think, uh, don't get me wrong, I would shit myself. I'd probably cry. 
you know what I mean? But at least <laughs> I can say I saw a werewolf. Absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> but um, that's mine. What about you, John? What uh, what what's your uh question? Your answer for the question of the day? So I'm actually gonna go on the rival side. I would love to fucking meet Dracula. What? I would have never expected that. But okay. What uh? What's the reason for why you'd want to meet Dracula? Because think about it. If he's supposedly still alive to this day, I would love to know everything he knows. What's his motherfucking secret to stay young? I would want to know. <laughs> for real? That's what we you know, like, like I would be tempted to go through with it, and then the sad reality of watching your friends and loved ones pass away while you keep living would be kind of yeah, it's true. That's terrible. Yeah, fuck yeah, that. Yeah, like, fuck that. Yeah. You would get to <laughs> hear your yeah. story. Yeah, exactly. It's true. That's true. So that would be... This man's gonna talk to you, right? Let's say you meet Dragon one day. He's gonna talk to you. He's like, yeah. It's... Did you know, you know, Joseph Stalin really loved cheese? I don't know what it was. He just fucking loved it, man. It was so weird, you know? <laughs> so, question, John, question. Okay. If you had the chance, you'd sit down and interview him, right? Oh, but, but fuck yeah. What's the, okay, so what's the main question uh, you would question. like yeah. for him to answer? Main, main question. Let me know. Autobots roll out. <laughs> <laughs> you come out bad, John. All right, sorry about that, guys. We were having some technical difficulties at the moment, uh, but we're back. And due to our potato router, you know, <laughs> it happens. So you know, I think everyone has that little potato router every now and then. But we're back. We're good. And I forgot where we left off. Yeah, so the question I had asked you was, if you could ask, if you could interview Dracula, what would be the most biggest question you would ask him? My main question I would ask him is, are there, like, oh, obviously you're, it's fucking Dracula. There's going to be supernatural shit, right? Yeah, but like, no what's the fucking, are, is, are you like the most powerful supernatural thing or is there something above you? Okay, okay. That's a very good question. Right? Yeah. That's interesting. I would, I would honestly love to hear what he would have to say about that. Right, like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, bro, let me know. Let me know if you're the one I should be fearful of or there's something else out there. Yeah, is that, is baby Jesus stronger than you? <laughs> <laughs> I think, honestly, I would want to see how his voice is. You know, like, exactly. does he talk like I am Dracula? Or how does he talk? Like, you know, does he have you know, like, I, I think that he'd be old enough to be able to, to mirror any accent someone throws at him. I was going to say, is he Rico Suave? I mean, shit, he got me. If he starts talking, does he make my fucking... <laughs> does he make me cum? Like, I mean, like, drip, drip. Like, exactly. Drip. Like, shit. Pool party in this what, what in the coastline? Guys, <laughs> heck, yeah. uh, guys I think I got to go change my underwear. I'll be right back. Yeah, but I'm going to be honest. I, I, part of me feels like he'd sound like the, the old those like he's in the commercials, the most interesting man in the world. Oh, oh yeah, Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> like, bro, let me find out if that's actually Dracula. <laughs> Stay thirsty, my friends. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, just like that. And it fits because he drinks blood. Uh, there you go. That's a good one. Okay, I'll smooth, David. D smooth. Okay, I see you. 
Hey, get it right. Hey, keep it tight. <laughs> I swear you write those down. <laughs> so guys, I have a question for y'all. Right? This is gonna actually be the question of the day for this episode. If you could interview any murderer, who would it be? For me, it honestly would be fucking uh what's what's uh The one that says, puts the lotion on the skin, or gets the hose again. Oh, uh, uh... Is it Ted Bundy? No, not Ted Bundy. No, uh, fuck, um... I have no idea who that is. I can only think of, I can only think of the Joe Dirt version. Exactly, that's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking of, like, (laughs) I can't remember his fucking name, but anyways, I just want to hear him say, it puts the lotions on the skin, or gets the hose again, like, (laughs) bruh. Jeez, I ain't gay, but that shit funny as hell. Oh shit! What about you, David? Uh, I think I have to go with uh, Richard Ramirez. Really? I think I think the idea of the if, if, for the, our listeners, if you haven't realized, I like the kind of shit that would make me freak out, or that that most people don't want to talk about, right? But like Richard Ramirez to me is just interesting you know the the man who claims that he's you know um satan's worker uh for, for i forgot what he actually said but just to you know kind of put that out there he you know child of uh of, of the devil and then doing doing what he what he does i think it's interesting because he's the only serial killer to that i'm aware of at least that actually plays that that actually uh-huh. says that and believes that you know he he believes that he's like uh he believed that he was like the uh the equivalent of God's angels, but for for saying I think it's scary, it's weird, and for anyone listening, I'm I'm a Catholic. I feel like I need to say that right now, but I just think it's interesting. You know, I think it's it's something that no one's really other than him, no one's ever, you know, admitted to. No one's ever really jumped at that. So yeah, that's me. As I actually owned it, as well as you know, uh, he's he's from what we've seen, right? The media, um, documentaries, anything that he was a terrible person, but when you really, really think about it, even the the worst things he's ever done, it's kind of interesting. You know, this man would break into apartments, homes, do do it, and, and just try to do whatever he felt like he needed to do. You know what I mean? I I think it's it's really interesting. I mean, he's a piece of shit, right? But I think that, <laughs> like, oh, well, he's a piece of shit. But anyways, that's not the point. That's besides the point, right? No, but I, I think it's interesting. You know, kind of like. Uh, when you hear a story for the first time, you're like, yeah, what? And you do more research into it. That's 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 how I feel about um, you know Richard Ramirez. Uh, uh, and other things that make me that make my skin crawl. I, I just love the feeling of, of being terrified and and I like the idea of realism and scary stories, or Sudoku. So that's that story comes from for me. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I guess that leaves me, and uh, I'm gonna be honest. I really don't know a lot of murderers top of my head, but one that piqued my interest for sure is the Zodiac Killer. Um, I've always thought that it's just so interesting, like how he ended up getting to that point, how he um, thought of, I don't know, just how no one could crack the code. I don't know if they cracked the code yet, but I just think for me, that's no, they still haven't. my top Actually, funny story. murderer. I, I did read something earlier. They think they got the guy. 
No shit. They think they think it was one of the guys that was a, a suspect very early on, and eventually they just kind of dropped. They just kind of blew they, it they off. They think that that's the guy. Yeah. No shit. Interesting. Yeah. Um, real quick before we uh, get into this episode, I do actually want to give a shout out to a buddy of mine's podcast, uh, Riffs on Tap. You can find them everywhere on Spotify, anywhere that there's podcasts um go listen to them they're funny they talk about beer sports and a bunch of other funny shit uh <laughs> but yeah if y'all can go give them a listen and i really appreciate it so i'll give the mic back to john and all right so we're now this one's going to be very interesting i y'all knew about this y'all was like should we should we not Today we are talking about none other than John fucking Wayne Gacy. What more do you want me to say? What fucking more do you want me to say? Exactly. Uh, for those of you who don't know who are listening to this, back backstory to this is was an American ser- uh, serial killer and sex offender. Yeah, no, we, we don't like them some bitches, right? Anyways, <laughs> no. <clears throat> known as the killer clown, right? The reason why he was a killer clown is because he would go to charitable events, you know, birthday parties around the neighborhood, whatever, right? He was either known as Pogo the Clown or Patches the Clown, right? But while doing that within a six-year span, right, he assaulted and murdered, not just assaulted, but also sexually assault and murdered right 33 young men and boys but that's just what they know of so far right at his own house at his own fucking house right lure them in and just like oh yeah here look put these handcuffs on i'm gonna show you a magic trick and guess what boom dunzo right That's fucking wild. If you can just go on a killing spree and just do it at your house. Jesus. Mind you. Okay. Here's what I don't understand. Six years. People go like about 30 something plus. 33 plus. Go missing. You don't think something fishy going on? How did I catch something? Exactly. I think that the community probably did think there was something wrong. But I'm going to make two comments here. One. I think while investigating... You know, I think I think it's extremely hard, extremely hard, for them to be able to say, "Oh, this is the, we know exactly what is the point of someone who's known for you know being a quote unquote gift to the community." Right? He played this yeah. face, this persona of, of being a good person, and and you know like volunteering to be a clown at children's birthday parties and other events and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It, it's like thinking that um, a cop who. Uh, save the bus full of children is a circle. Yeah, you you think these good people? There's no way they could possibly do it, mm-hmm. and I you have that doubt in your mind. I think that's what could have happened, as well as, you know, just the fact of it being the nice guy in the neighborhood. You know what I mean? I think the reason this story hits so hard is because we all know somebody who's you know ex- an extremely nice guy. You know, it seems like the the favorite of a community. Right now, picture that guy. And for our our viewers listening, I want you to picture that person. If you have a person like that, if you don't, um, you know, just just think of the idea, right? 
you have a person like that who's so well liked in the community, you think there's no way that he's ever gonna do anything wrong like that, right? And then you get the twist one day. Oh shit. All the bad stuff's been going on is because that person. And it's it's just a massive mind twist. You know what I mean? It's absolutely wild. It's crazy. That is crazy. I mean, I don't even know how the hell I would feel. You know, you got someone in your neighborhood, like you said, think is normal, regular dude. And then everything drops out and you're like, what the fuck? Like, this guy? Like, what the fuck? No one would have ever expected it. So, I mean, that's... I mean, fuck. I don't even know what... I wouldn't know how to feel. It's wild. Like, also, you know, to put on to this point is that he had a crawl space, right? Uh-huh. He put most of those people in that crawl space. Oh, shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, like, legit. After he was done raping them, killing them, doing whatever he wanted, he was like, all right, yeet, and throw them in there, Jeez. right? So here's another question. You go, you walk by his house, right? Trust me when I say this. Fresh blood, body, just like, that shit don't go away for days, possibly weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's literally a smell you cannot forget. Oh, yeah. It, it definitely isn't. Um. But how do you not smell that walking by? Especially with all those bodies, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. I never so, thought about that like, shit. That's how? true. But here's the thing. It, how deep was this crawl space? And mm-hmm. how, that's you know, yeah, yeah. how mm-hmm. deep, how wide, how, what are we talking here? Like, are we talking like 20 foot drop? What are we talking like? True. Because right? that's Cause, a cause, lot of bodies. Because if it's 20, I mean, I, I can see happening, you know, it's just like nothing, you don't smell nothing, you don't, you know, mm-hmm. I can see it. Well, you know what, I, so what if, right, what if he was aware of that and kind of just tried to hide himself as best he could, right? I, I kind of figure that, you know, uh, a CEO killer would do anything and everything they could hide their tracks, right? And uh, I do, I do think that, I think, what, there was 30, you said there's 33 victims, right? Uh, 33 that they know, but they know, um, they're saying that there's more, for what, sure. What do you think is the possibility Shit. of all 33 being in that crawl space? I mean, realistically speaking, I to me, a crawl space is kind of like a last resort, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, I'm, I'm a serial killer or anything like that, right? Mm-hmm. So, caution. But, uh, no, right. but if... If I was in that position to where... I'm I sorry, had... it was 26 in the crawl space. Three were buried somewhere else on the property, and four were dumped in the in a river. That's exactly what I was getting at. Yeah. I was, I was going to say, I think hiding bodies in my personal residence would be like a last resort ditch effort, mm-hmm. right? You know, when you really, really think about it, you know, uh, I, a river would probably be the first place I'd think of. Maybe something where... Um, it's kind of like out in the open so that if they want evidence to who did it they really, um, really have to work for it right? yeah. I would pick oh, somewhere yeah. that uh, where like damage to the body would be done by the elements like rivers maybe yeah. something the, like major uh, decay major decay like, like maybe like mm-hmm. a park 
right? Kind of like where it's kind of bumpy. Maybe there's there's like a hill or something. Uh, maybe try to hide it in the brush. You know what I mean? Uh, and then I get the idea of that's risky. Cause or it's, just make it, just throw it there and it, like if it's a deep cliff, like a, a steep cliff, you yeah, throw absolutely. it and it's like, hey, look, it was an accident. Yeah, 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 exactly. I, I would think that, that, would, that would make like total a, sense. I would think something like a cross space where there's there's no plausible deniability, like it's in their cross space, there's multiple bodies in their cross space. Probably be like a last ditch effort, you know what I mean? Yeah. Still, it's like, freaky to think about. That's so true that how could they not smell it? Because um, I want to say it was last year. I was working with this company and we were in a neighborhood and we were doing our work. And all of a sudden the police showed up to this house in the cul-de-sac, right? And uh, mind you, we're like two to three hundred feet away, maybe a little more. And we're all trying to figure out what's going on. Um... And the what is it? The crime scene unit showed up. The people in the the hearse showed up, and we're like, like, oh shit, what's going on? You know. Well, it turns out there was an old man who had been dead for three days, and we figured we could smell something. We could smell something from mind you, doors doors closed. We could smell it from the mailbox. We could smell something. But you know, there's always dead animals, dead cats, dead duck watches, possums, whatever. Well, the thing is, the cops didn't open the door till we were about three, two to three hundred feet away. When they opened that door, we could smell it like if we were right in front of it. Jesus. That's one body. Imagine mm-hmm. 20 bodies under 26. a house. Uh, How do you not smell that shit? Like, that's insane. Jesus, wheezes. But, I don't know. It's... So, so if, if, or, let me rephrase that. Why did he do all this murdering? Why did he do this? Like, what pushed him to that extent? Well, I think. Wait, was he, oh. Was he abused? Was he, you know, like what was going on in his childhood that made him, like made his mind, his his brain so fucked up that he had to do that? Well, you know, I, I, this, I guess I'm going to go off an opinion here. I think hurt people hurt people. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to put it all and say, well, you know, if this happens to you, then you're going to do Y, right? Like, mm-hmm. like yeah. cause and effect. I think people's nature is what it is. You know what I mean? Uh, I think, m- m- like, good people, you know, <laughs> if something happens to them for the most part, they won't use that as an excuse to go hurt people. Yeah, you know, like they're going to yeah. try to do, live their life as well as they can. I think the terrible people are the ones that specifically look to hurt others and don't give a damn about others. And mm-hmm. they will use anything... In their their arsenal to do so, and and that's not to say that trauma for certain events doesn't exist. You know, sometimes a person can be bad trying to be good, and then you know trauma hits and they say, "All right, fuck all that," or sometimes you know a, a good person um kind of like will just flip and lose it. You know, uh, so completely unrelated, but just to get background background to what I just said, 
uh, one of my favorite. So for anyone who doesn't know, I'm a really big, like comic book person. And one of my favorite stories of all time is actually the Killing Joke. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and explain it as if you guys don't. I'm sure you two don't don't know what it is, right? Nope. Is it the Batman one? Yeah. I, okay, I know you're familiar. I know you're exactly not, which yeah. one you're talking about. Yeah, okay, yeah, so, so the Killing Joke involves uh, the Joker, and it's it's one of the few canon origin stories they have for him so they have like multiple cans for the joker apparently mm-hmm. the idea is there's multiple jokers at one time um so this starts off with a commu- have you seen the joker film the newest one yeah yeah, yeah I, th- okay. I thought it was it's a little bit like that it's a little bit like that yeah so you know the guy has a bad day you know it's just piling on piling on piling on until it drives him mad enough like crazy enough to go to Officer Gordon's house mm-hmm. and shoot his daughter right in the spine. Oh, dark, I know, dark, but yep. but it drives like his all that just piled up and drove him to be the Joker, and that was how he decided to just go about it. Just pop, mm-hmm. Right. So so I I think of I think of it like that. I think there's good people with bad people. Sometimes trauma causes people to, uh, for for the bad people, show their true nature. For the good people, uh, lash out. In a very unfortunate circumstances. Now, for John Wayne Gacy, I think it's a case of uh, a good person, a good-hearted person, uh, facing trauma in his life, um, and that was enough to, to break him, especially when it's constant, you know, and all you know is is pain or you something happens to you, and it's such a traumatic event that you think it's normal to go about and do those things. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Um, I have, I mean, reading up on his story, I mean, this kid, this dude was fucked up mentally, physically. He was physically, mentally abused his whole life, you know, and that's coming from his starting with his dad. He uh, was abusive. He was a drunk. And... uh, Calling him names like, calling him names like um, Mama's boy. Um, he was a sissy. He was gonna grow up as a queer, grow up to be a queer. Um, but you know, like David said, he's a good-hearted kid despite being treated like that by his father. Um, he still loved his. He still loved his dad, but um, I guess he always felt like he was never good enough, and. Um, what's it called it uh i guess like john was saying how do you get to that point and um to do all the stuff he did and there's a little part where i want to read you guys that i thought was very interesting and i think maybe that could be like the start so it started um 1949 someone caught gacy and another boy sexually fondling a young girl and uh, someone caught it, told his father, and he ended up beating him with the razor strap. For those of you who don't know what it is, it's um, a flexible strap of leather or fabric that uh, you can strengthen and polish knife. So he was beating his ass with that. Damn. Let's just say that. Well, it so happened the same year, a family friend who was also a contractor would often, often molest John. Wayne Gacy in his truck and he never told his father because he feared that 
the father would blame him for him getting um, molested. So I think, I mean, that itself, the mental abuse, the physical abuse, and then getting molested. That's just something you can't forget. That's something that fucks you up mentally, physically. So that just carries that with all the other stuff that he has going on with his life. Mm -hmm. Um, It leads to all the shit he did. So, I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy, crazy. But that, that guy had a very, very tough life. I mean, I still don't agree with all the shit that he did. I still don't think that's okay. But He got off way too easy. He did. Uh, he did. He got off way too easy. I mean, if, if I may, I think it's it's interesting. I mean, still despicable, but interesting that, you know, his crimes kind of mirrored the the part about, you know, the family friend thing, you know, um, yeah. his trauma. It's almost like... He, that was the traumatizing part for him, and he just passed it on to other people in hopes of trying to get over it. Or, or, or like, maybe he thought that was just a part of life. I don't know. Uh, he was, he did go through a lot mentally. He was not a uh, very sane person, you know, for the lack of a better term. It's difficult to, to for me to sit here and think what went through his mind. Um, but through his crimes, I think we can kind of get an idea and, uh, and how well he, he hid in plain sight. Um, it's it's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. Now, do we know if he if he killed his father or did he his dad die from like something else? I'm not too sure on that. I'm not too sure. Um, that's a question. So, so what I do know is obviously the the issues of the father growing up. Uh, however, what he married his first wife, uh, and then they had a kid, and at that point in time. He his attitude completely changed. He treated him like a son, you know. Said you're not a failure, you know. You're not what I thought you were gonna become. Um, little did he know, there was, some uh, some secret stuff going on in the background, right? This is Gacy's father. The Gacy John Gacy's father. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, John Wayne Gacy's father. Um, so yeah, all it took was a marriage and a kid, and dude is like, yeah, you're not a failure. No, 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 no. Uh, some bullshit. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just say that. That's all bullshit. Goddamn daddy issues. But Son you know bitch. he's he's had a very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> he's had a very interesting history though. Like when you go back and do the research, uh, he's had a very interesting history. Um, a lot of things kind of just. Coinc- so you think of of what the man that John Wayne Gacy Jr. was and. And you start trying to picture how could a person end up like this. And when you go back and look at his history, it you can kind of get how he, there's a, like a timeline. And I guess at some point in the timeline, just little bits and pieces kind of carried into his personality. Yeah. Um, so, for example, uh, at some point he left home and he drove to Las Vegas. And he worked with an ambulance service. Uh for a while and then he transferred to a mortuary and uh as as well he worked at the mor- at the mortuary uh he slept on the cot behind the embalming room what the fuck and he worked there for three months and he observed uh the morticians embalm dead bodies right um so at some point he confessed at one evening while alone mind you he kind of crawled into a coffin with a deceased with a deceased teenage male 
and he embraced the body, you know, caressing the body, right? Uh, I'm, this is kind of difficult to talk about. Uh, before experiencing a sense of shock, right? And that uh, was enough for him to call his mother and ask to go back home. Uh, I, I think the reason he went to Nevada is he had a falling out with his father, right? Uh, but I, I think like that, right? That little instance is enough to make anybody sick to their stomach, right? But I think at that part in his life is when he started to have kind of a, an interest or like being drawn to um, death. And I think that's where the second part of his crimes came into play. You know what I mean? Um, I, I have no idea. Who would even want to work in a mortuary? Like, uh, it's like you must be some fucking. But to uh, crawl into a coffin. Oh my gosh, that like, gives me chills, like, man. Jesus Christ! The only other time I've ever even heard of that was like Bad Boys Two, where they're trying to, you know. Yeah. Get oh. Into... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in all seriousness, like, uh, uh, you better not tell my wife. But in all seriousness, um, this takes a special and very sick individual to even think about doing it let alone hug a body and feel a, 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 a dead body you know what i mean uh that's just that's just a hint of what's going on in his life um of course there's much more to it uh i don't know if you if you guys want to like delve into more of of the actual facts of, of what his life was and so we can all you know get a, get a kind of a a better idea of who this person was no, it don't matter to me. I'm, dude. Either way, I'm down. Let's just fucking get. Yeah. Alright. Uh, I guess I carry on. Uh, so something that I thought was actually super, super interesting is, um, from his home, mm-hmm. right, in Illinois, uh, was it Illinois? I believe. Yeah, it, Chicago. I, I believe it was Springfield, Illinois. Yeah, yeah. He then ended up going to, uh, Iowa. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happened was uh, he married his, his fiance um, in September of 1964. And his fiance's father just happened to purchase three KFC restaurants in uh, Waterloo, Ohio, uh, Iowa. Man, I swear to God. <laughs> just fucking AKZ. AKZ. What the fuck? What the fuck? Uh, Bring so them they... wedges back, bitches. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, they they move into uh the former you know um father uh parent in law's home, and uh it was a very very good offer. It was a uh, offer of fifteen thousand a year, which when you do the math, it's a it's an equivalent of one hundred twenty three thousand nine hundred dollars in today's today's money. All right, all you have to do is manage the stores. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but after they relocated, uh they opened up a a club in his basement. Or his employees could drink alcohol and play pool. Um, so, at this point, you know, we can all hear, or we, we all know that John Wayne Gacy uh, typically liked young teenage boys. And so, you know, KFC being employed quite a lot of them. Uh, he would, would, he would take teenagers of both sexes and actually um, take them down there, right? He gave, he, you know, alcohol. You know, what things you kind of want is the teenager think, yeah, I'm going to party, yeah. have a good time. Yeah, right? yeah, of course. Like, who doesn't want that at a teenager? Oh, hey, can you buy his beer? Oh, sure, why the fuck not? Right, right, right. right. Well, well, get this, get this. This man would try sexual advances, right? And turn down, when turned down, 
he would do the oh yeah I was I was testing you to see if you're a good person because I, I feel like you are but I really wanted to confirm something along those lines mm-hmm. you know yeah um and then from that point going on is is where February of the next year uh sorry February of 1966 uh, his wife gave birth to a son and then a daughter the following year um and this is where we kind of get to the point where his father was saying, you know, look, son, I was wrong about you. And he shook his hand. So something else about John Wayne Gacy is uh, while he was in Illinois, 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 he's part of a group called the JCs, the JCs, right? And in Waterloo, he joined their local JC chapter. And so he would... When at meetings, he would take over KFC, right? Fried chicken. And they, they called him the colonel. Right? They called him the colonel? Because what else do you call people associated with KFC? <laughs> and, uh, What's up, bitch? <laughs> well, in, in 1967, they named him outstanding vice president. Uh, and in that same year, he served on the board of directors. Um, now, for anybody who is in this lifestyle, please know that we're not, there's no way this in any way shape or form are we speaking bad about that lifestyle on the podcast but this is uh something that they did do uh so i I feel it's important to share uh him and that chapter of the jc's are also deeply involved in you know uh, wife swapping prostitution pornography and drug use what yeah okay that took a turn yeah okay i didn't expect that shit yeah like okay (laughs) hold the fuck up (laughs) yeah very very weird uh so this in August 60, uh, 1967 is, I think, right where a lot of the cases started going going down and started happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm incorrect, I apologize. But I, this, I know this is a very important instance of what happened, right? So uh, he sexually assaulted a 15-year-old named Donald Voorhees. With the last name like Voorhees, I wouldn't even want to be around the motherfucker. For real? <laughs> yeah, I'm like... Mm. <laughs> Please tell me that's not the same boy he's that got thrown into the fucking lake. Uh, like, he drowned. Please tell me that's not the same fucking kid. So, uh, this Grew up to be... Right, like... <laughs> bruh. So, Geese ends up luring the kid to his house, right? Promised to show him porn videos, the same ones that they watched at, at their JC events. And, uh, obviously, you know, he boozed him up. Allowed him to watch the, uh... The, the porno. And then persuaded him to engage in, uh, you know, some, uh... Some slurp, slurp, some head, right? So, you know. Some of the nasties. Some of the nasties. Some and mashed potatoes. He, he, and, and he's, <laughs> They're making papas. <laughs> They're making papas. So psychologically, <laughs> he, he even, you know, tried manip- manipulating this victim psychologically. Uh, the exact words he said were, you know, you have to have sex with a man before you start having sex with women. What? Those oh. those are the very words he told the kid. So all this is coming back to an old saying: you practice what you see. As your kid, you like, I, yeah. we're adults now. Obviously, monkey pretty, see, monkey do. Exactly, that's what yeah. it is. It's monkey see, monkey do. These kids, they see their parents still like, oh, my mom or my dad does does it. Why don't I do it? Right, mm-hmm. and then guess what happens. You get two pretty silver bla- bracelets and no blanket in a fucking concrete room. Right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. And so and it's like, really? Why? 
And so I think that that was uh, extremely important to his, his life story and how this stuff started happening. Because over the next several months, he actually abused other kids, uh, including one of whom he encouraged to have sex with his own wife before blackmailing him into you know, having oral sex with, uh, with John. <clears throat> That's wild. Not me. Not, not, not you. No, no, no. no, no not no, me. No, no. Gay season. Gay season. Okay, you gotta make that in there. Like, oh, <laughs> the fuck? He's right there sitting next to y'all. The and fuck? this man projected his own uh, insecurities and trauma on other people. Because he even went as far as to trick several teenagers into believing he was commissioned to conduct homosexual experiments in the interest of scientific research and paid them $50 each every time. Jesus Christ. So basically, prostituting them, holding yeah. them out. That's just yeah to each other. You know, saying ah, oh, it's research, research. Sorry about it. Here's some money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh my I God. know. So uh, in March 1968, which is around the time his daughter was born, right? Uh-huh. he comes up again. He reported to his father what had happened. Uh, his the father, Vorhees Senior, uh, immediately called the police, who arrested Gacy. And charged him with performing oral sodomy on the kid. Uh, Gacy denied the charges and demanded to take a polygraph test. The results indicated Gacy is nervous and he denied any wrongdoings in relation with the young men. Right. Um, this is kind of when it starts to, to fall apart. Uh, warm. This is when he was indicted on the sodomy charge. So that was it's important because that was his very first charge before any of the murders started happening. Uh, I was like, yeah, this is. In 68, before any of the crazy stuff started going down. So this was, like, the very first turn uh, legally for for him. And usually, uh, I would think that after the first time of being jailed or being, you know, prison of some sort, mm-hmm. uh, maybe you might want to, you know, change your life around a little bit. But obviously, it's not how it went down for this guy. And after hearing that first bit of his... Uh, history I it's hard for him to believe that he was the happy-go-lucky community person that he seemed to be now I guess the question was the question is the community in which all those murders started happening if they knew about that if they knew about his past and some of the stuff he's done I'm gonna say probably not uh, because I like to think back then people weren't as cautious about people Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, when they meet someone new or yeah. someone's getting a lot of limelight. I don't think back then they'd say, huh, I wonder if that guy's ever done anything. Yeah. Or what, what's, what's his past? They're, they're just going to automatically think like, oh, he's such a nice person. He's doing um, like, uh, what was it? Uh, the hospital events for the kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and Birthday just, parties. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think that times have changed to where if someone's like, for example, let's say someone's volunteering as a clown or any of those things, I think now people would be a lot more cautious. Right. Yeah. Especially with clowns nowadays and it's just like, okay, one, who the fuck are you? I did not hire you. Where'd you come from? Right. Two, you have, like, I want to see your, like, I need some DNA. I want to see your social. Like, yeah, yeah. I want to do the whole background. fucking background, you know, for I mean, I'm not, not going to lie to you. Like, if, uh, let's say I decided, magic decided to move to a small town or, or something like that, and uh, I was reading stories to the kids at libraries. Uh, maybe you know I was 
teaching kids how to yes, at Sunday school or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I would fully expect people to just want to look into me as it is, right? And 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 that's the thing about society now. It's easy to right now. There's social media. Now there's uh, you yeah. can find anything about anybody in like ten minutes if you really want to look hard enough. Shit, you don't even really have to look hard. It's like five minutes. The hell, you just need a couple minutes. Like oh, there it is. Type in someone's name. Yeah, birthday, absolutely. Like, like it pops up. Absolutely, and I and I'm saying this to say that I think John Wayne Gacy, for the acts he was doing. I think that was probably the only time that he might have been able to get away with it. Now, he obviously he didn't get away with it. He got caught eventually, right? Yeah, like, obviously. Yeah. For it to get to that extent. Mm-hmm. Um, because I really don't think that today's day and age, or even 20 years ago, I think I think post 9-11, everything started changing to where mm-hmm. uh, now everyone is extremely cautious, regardless of what the situation is. Uh, I think that this man did what he did for as long as he did because back then things were different as opposed to now. You know? Oh, yeah. Hear me out. Okay. I'm I have listening. a theory. Okay. okay. So, he um, portrays that he has two characters when he turns into a clown. Right, right. right. What mm-hmm. was it? Pogo and Patches? Pogo, Pogo and Patches. Right, right. Where Pogo is the more happy clown and Patches is the more serious clown. So you think he could have that, uh, it's like a, I don't know if it's a disorder where they have, yes. Mm. You think that could have been something? Because what if he. Now, now this reminds me of, uh, what's that movie with that dude that played, uh, Split? Split? That one. Yeah. Where he had, like, so many different personalities i think it's an interesting theory i think the only hole that i can i can find in it is the fact that he as you know for argument's sake let's say pogo was the actual nice part of him the good part of him right and patches was the other the other part uh let's say that patches was the uh the persona that the bad one caused Mm -hmm. right I think it's I think the you know Pogo again just for the for the good portion of him, uh, Pogo was the one that was used mostly to entice people to come in to lure people into, you know his trap kind of like a spider in the web, and Patches was the other one that that actually did the acts. But I like to think that all that was just persona. I think John himself was was who he was. His nature is what it is. And he just knew how to how to get to people in the way that, kind of like Mister Rogers. I think mm-hmm. he he knew how to play that character, and he knew how to play it well, and he just did it to satisfy his sick desires. I, I did. At this point, we know the guy is a sick person. We know that uh, he did what he did and did what he could to do what he did, and I think it's it's absolutely atrocious. Now, there was a few movies, right, about John? I believe so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I know there's one paranormal one, and but where these guys just go into the house and stay the night or whatever throughout the night, and they, he just straight kills them. Um, I don't remember if there was another one or if it's about his story or, like, his background or whatever. I'm not too sure. 
there is actually so there's um one movie specifically on John Wayne Gacy and there's about four others that he uh, has got a part in if that makes sense or he's got a little segment about him mm. but um I believe there's a documentary uh the devil and it's the devil in disguise or something like that hmm yeah it looks really good uh, I wanted to get into it or I wanted to look at it and I haven't had the time but um I don't know and then so to add on to that so what what did he get committed what he got a had uh, 33 crowns counts of murder crowns okay crowns <laughs> uh one count of sexual assault one count of sodomy one count of indecent see with a child like i just don't understand how I think that's the minimal of all the charges he's gotten in his life. That's the fucking freaky part. No, that, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it, they said that it's 33 for sure that they know of. Yeah. That yeah. they know of. I was, so when they say that they know of, that means more than found. likely. Yeah, there's <laughs> going they... to be more out yeah, there. Yeah. You know? Like, there's no beating around the bush. There's going to be more, right? And honestly, yes, he got death penalty, but he, he with by injection. That that's way that's way too forgiving. Absolutely, I, mean, I, I would have let him rot in prison for the Absolutely. rest of his life. Yeah, like there's no. And you know, I wonder how how prison was for him. I think he would have killed himself because well, you can think about it, right? Like when you really, really think about it, kill murders. Rapists, arsonists, there's one thing they all despise more than anything in the world. Child molesters. Child, Child molesters. Yeah. So, he died, what, in the late 50s, maybe 59, 58, if uh, I recall. Maybe 55? Where is it originally? Anyways, uh, the point I'm getting at is, I wonder what prison was like for him, and I wonder if the death penalty was his sweet escape from all the shit that they would have put him to until he died of natural causes there. You know what I mean? I mean, I think you see a guy like this in prison, right? Say you're in prison. Mm. You see a guy like this rolled in. You think... He actually died in 94. Oh, wow. He was 52 years old. So if he was still alive, he would still be alive right now. How much more? (laughs) Exactly. Who... Exactly. (laughs) Who... How much more could damage, is the correct word, yeah. could he have done to Absolutely. this? You know, it's just, it's just, all I know, if I was to see him, it's chitty, chitty, bang, bang. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> like, yeah, for real. Six feet deep, real quick. Like, you come to Texas, motherfucker, you gonna get shot as soon as you step on to the ground. Oh, that's Texas, man. Like, <laughs> but really, in all honesty, like, the fact that he made it, long enough to the lethal injection is what freaks me out the most. Because like I said, yeah, even like child molesters, right? Even in, in, in the courtroom, they they, they tease him, they pester him. Oh, yeah. They get into the, the actual cell, the prison, 
like so for them, most of them don't even make it past a year. They get knives in the showers, however, however, whatever yeah. happens to them, right? Oh yeah. So it's it's amazing to me that he actually made it to that point. No kidding. Like, I mean, unless they had they you know had the court date, and then the next you know a few days later it was okay. You're gonna die either way, so we're just gonna go ahead and gonna shoot you up with some. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think it if as a prisoner, like if you're a prisoner. You go to prison and you see a dude walking like, like John Wayne Gacy. Mm-hmm. Not your typical. Dude, prisoner. he was barely like what five nine. Yeah, he was no he was no taller than us. Yeah, five nine. Hairstyle the way it was, everything. You don't you think what's this dude in here for? Obviously, this motherfucker is a psycho. Yeah, this motherfucker looks like just looking at him looks like. He's a child molester. In one of his mug shots, he was smiling. He's a rapist. Exactly. You know, right off the bat, you know, this guy's not well, he's mentally, not mentally well. Yeah. But you can't tell me that at some point in time, maybe some prisoners didn't try to jump on him at some point. I mean, they could, but... I wouldn't, I wouldn't time, doubt it. Yeah. I mean, or, or, you know, maybe when it came to this prison time, you know, what are you in for? Maybe you told him about the murders, didn't mention the rest of it? Because the bulk of his charges was the murder. You know what I mean? He could have just probably, just to save his own ass and say, hey... Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah I, I killed thirty three people. That's all that happened. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's it. Yeah. Cause I have a hard time believing even killed a hundred people if if prisoners knew the the child molester part. It, all it takes is just, oh yeah, I raped one child. And your life is hell in there. It's done. Yeah. There's no, you're dead. Yeah. There's no ifs ands or buts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe that's how that happened. And he actually made it to lethal injection. I don't know, but then I mean it couldn't it couldn't have been that bad for him because his whole life. He was abused, beat, yeah, and everything. So I mean, yeah, but I I I like to think all of that mixed into you already being forced in the cage with the people that are doing that to you. Uh, maybe a bit worse, but I see your point. You know, he's mm-hmm. done his entire life. Who's to say that maybe at this point in time he he was more than used to it. You know, it's just numb. He's just numb mm-hmm. to everything. Well, I, I mean, mean, the motherfucker killed thirty-three people minimum. Of course, he's, he's got to be numb. Come on, dude. What yeah. person can do that and oh, have man. absolutely no remorse afterwards? Exactly. Osama bin Laden. Osama, Osama, <laughs> oh, Ben got him. Uh, Osama, yeah, ben got him. <laughs> just saying, <laughs> Osama, uh. I don't know. I think that's it. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean it, it, this is just frustrating, I guess you can say. Because he got what he got. He didn't get what he deserved. Yeah. Yeah. It's more of it because it was more, it, to me, it was just more of a slap on the hand. Oh, don't do it again. Pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, do you think that was um do you think that was kind of like a play at the time like at the time oh you know maybe that was one of the gruesome most gruesome things they thought or that, that they've heard of seen right mm-hmm. and maybe in the 90s it was like just in that little town or city that they're in yeah well i think maybe in the 90s maybe the mentality was like well, he doesn't to live and the idea of letting him rot wasn't really an idea in their mind it was just we got to make sure he stops breathing because that's what he deserves he deserves yeah. To be put no, this is true, yeah. That's true. <clears throat> At the end of the day, we'll never know what went through um, the judge's mind. We'll never know what went through the warden's mind. 
We just know the facts of what was reported, what happened, and uh, may uh, may God never give us another John Wayne Gacy again. That's sure, no man. kidding, dude. No That's shit. Sure. Anything else to add on to this, guys? Mm-mm, I mean, I don't have any. I'm still just freaking out with all the. How could you lay in a fucking coffin? No I'm shit, sorry, that right? Shit, like that should get freaked me out. Like that right there, you psycho, man. Like, like either you fucking vampire or you dead. <laughs> like I'm just saying. Well, it wasn't just laying in the coffin. It was you laying in there with a dead person, a dead corpse, and you're acting completely normal to the point, even past normal to the point where. You are hugging and caressing the body, like. Like can you feel the love tonight? No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I, it looks like we're gonna go ahead and end it there, uh, guys. Once again, we would love to hear your thoughts on this. We would. Uh, we want to hear your thoughts on the question of the day as well. Once again, our email is primtalkpodcast at gmail.com, okay? Uh, don't be afraid to send us anything you want us to talk about, okay? More than We will gladly talk about it, whatever you want. Just like I said, just send us an email. We'll get to it. We're going to try to go in order with everybody just to be fair. Um, also, at the same time... If you want to be on one of these episodes, email, send us that in an email as well. Like, hey, we want to be in this episode with you. We want to talk about it with you. Even Guess if, what? Even well, if it's something like, we want to hear you guys talk about this specific topic. You know, um, fan engagement is something that we we love and it's something that we will absolutely make a priority because we realize at the end of the day uh, that the listeners, that the people, you know, sitting here and and listening to us talk right and do what we do uh there would pretty much be no podcast you know at the end of the day we're here to entertain you guys to share our thoughts but also to hear your thoughts as viewers and consumers of the show so uh feel free to email like john said you can head our social medias um and it actually would be fantastic to have a fan on the show oh yeah definitely Real quick, uh, before we close it out, um, I just want to say I'll put all the socials in the show notes. Um, thank you for listening. We love you guys, and we'll see you in the next episode. Deuces. Peace. Peace.